Hello, friends, and welcome back to the mini episode of the Today is the Day podcast, where we're taking full-length episodes from previous seasons and offering digestible doses to help you apply them in your life in practical and easy ways. I'm Megan Teltner, the founder of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition and co-host of this podcast, along with my husband, Josh Catalis, who's a functional medicine practitioner. We do a lot together, including co-teaching the Culinary Nutrition Expert Program. Have you heard of it? Have you checked it out yet? Registration is open for our September session. Head on over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash program. This is a life-changing 14-week certification program that will empower you in the kitchen, build your confidence, give you that motivation you need to get in there, cook, and most of all, enjoy every step of the process. Now let's dive into today's mini episode on simple and effective tips to reduce food costs. This is important right now because food costs are going up, but there are ways that you can maintain healthy eating without spending a fortune. One of the simplest things could be something you've never thought of and doesn't even involve you changing what you're buying. Listen up and enjoy. One other thing to consider when you're talking budget is to eat when the food close to you is growing. Another word for that is eating seasonally. So rather than having asparagus and strawberries in January, if you live in Canada, let's save those for the summer when they're in season. And the winter is going to be mostly focused on the tubers, the root vegetables. So things like butternut squash, acorn squash, spaghetti squash, all the squashes and potatoes, sweet potatoes, beets, carrots, the things that can be stored. Yes, it gets a little tiresome by mid-March when you've only been eating these root vegetables, but hey, you're growing your own sprouts in your kitchen and fermenting your own cabbage. So that's new and pizzazzy, right? But really, if you can stick to the seasonal food, buy things when they're locally grown and locally available, again, that's another amazing way to save on your food budget. And if you can buy things buy the flat. So when something's in season, buy a flat of strawberries and freeze those so you can have them to enjoy in the off season. And that can be applied to nearly every fruit and vegetable. Get it when it's in season, buy it in bulk in large quantities and store them. Whether you're freezing them, dehydrating them, there's a lot of different preservation methods you can use. And then you're pulling out of your own pantry. And one thing that I've noticed, Megan, is that if you get an organic food in the season that it's supposed to be growing it's often a lot cheaper than the conventional food in the off season. It's being shipped in. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a a great thing to consider eating seasonally. And it's something that I didn't even really consider back in the day until I really started studying nutrition. And you get other great benefits like the flavor. Yeah. You know, a strawberry that was freshly picked and is in season is just an explosion of flavor versus one in the off season. So we've talked about the biggest bang for your buck foods. We've talked about eating seasonally. We've talked about bulk and meat share. What about wild foods? Wild foods are free and they're some of the most nutrient dense foods you can ever eat. Well, they're the original food. Like we can go out in our wilderness here and find wild lettuce, which is actually the original lettuce and is way more nutritious than say an iceberg lettuce that has been bred to be crunchier and juicier, less flavorful and unfortunately, less nutrients as well. I always find it amusing that they sell dandelion greens in the supermarket. So people are putting literally 
carcinogenic poisons on their lawn to avoid having dandelion greens grow. And then we'll go buy them at the store to eat them. So that's another example of a very nutrient dense, really good for the liver. If you listen to our detox episode, dandelion greens are really great for liver support. But there's so many wild foods. I like wild leeks. I actually have a guide we'll include in our show notes for different wild foods when they come up, how to best use them. And so again, that's a free food. All you have to do is know someone who can take you out once or twice, give you a little tour in each season. And there's groups now that lead these walks as well to help you take advantage of these wild foods when they're in season. Yeah. When Megan and I were first dating, usually Megan tells all the dating stories, but uh, (laughs) when we were first dating, I um, was trying to woo her and I took her into a ravine and showed her where the black raspberry bushes were. And I've never seen black raspberries in the grocery store. When you taste these things, it's like a flavor explosion. And I think there was a little twinkle in your eye when you started to eat those. The twinkle was long before the black raspberries. I was trying to find the twinkle in your eye, Josh. (laughs) In fact, on another date we were on, on a wild foods walk in Halliburton, someone mistook this Josh for Josh Groban. Uh, That's not a rare occasion either. (laughs) On another note. I will not be singing on this podcast though. And hopefully I won't either. But in another method for reducing that food budget, eating well is to plant your own. So grow your own food. Planting a garden is so empowering in so many ways that you're learning about the food. You're putting in your own energy into growing it so you value it more. I've had gardens for years. I had a garden when I lived in my loft kitchen, which is now my office, and I didn't even have a balcony or window that actually fully opened. So I just had herbs growing in the window and my sprouts, of course. When Josh and I had our first apartment together, we had a full garden growing lettuces and kale on our balcony, on our fire escape. It wasn't even a balcony. It was a fire escape. And now that we're in a home, we do have a garden in our backyard. And we have two raised beds, and it's been a real adventure learning how to grow our own food. If you don't have the capacity to grow your own in any way, get to know the farmers at your farmer's market and find out if you can offer any kind of trade. Maybe it's working at their booth in exchange for your weekly produce or helping them in some way to support their growing efforts so that you can have access to complimentary food if you don't have the budget to purchase it. One of the overall best ways to save on your cooking is to cook from scratch. So you're making everything yourself. And it's not as labor-intensive and time-consuming as you think. When you start with fresh, good ingredients, very little actually needs to be done to create beautiful meals. And if you followed me for any length of time or you've been following the culinarynutrition.com blog, all the recipes there are from scratch cooking. And we link to so many different options that can really help you starting with stocking your pantry so you have the basics there. And all you're doing each week is buying those fresh ingredients to make beautiful meals. Megan, were you always an extraordinary cook, being able to cook from scratch? I never knew how to cook until I needed to for my own health. And I had all these dietary restrictions. I'd learn about foods. And that was how I taught myself to cook. And the very first cooking class I taught back in 2008 was literally with the six things I knew how to make. And once I learned them, I taught them, I created six more. So one of the things that Josh mentioned way at the top of the show was about where one third of our food budget goes. And where that food budget goes? In the garbage. We are throwing out one third of the food we buy. In my book, Undiet, my first book, on page 168, I talk about, there's actually an entire chapter called There Is No Away, this idea that when we throw something out, it just goes away. 
talking about the waste that we make. In the book, I talk about how much food we are wasting. In the average American home each week, 12% of meat, 16% of grains, and nearly one quarter of fruits and vegetables are tossed out. The cost of that averages out to be over $43 billion worth of household food annually. That's insane. And that's the food we're throwing out. So how do we reduce the food we waste? So if we're trying to keep to a budget, the first step, you know, we talked about the biggest bang for your buck foods and we talked about food shares in bulk and all these important factors. But even before all that, we have to stop throwing it away. How do we do that, Josh? Yeah, the first one is batch prep. So, you know, we have these wonderful things called fridges and freezers, which we didn't always have. And they allow us to create a lot more food than we need in that moment and then save it. So we can make things like chilies and stews and meatloafs and just get Megan's book and follow some of those recipes. And, you know, there's lots of ideas in there and we can do a lot at one time, especially when things are in season, and then we can freeze them. And if you want to even get more creative, you can dehydrate things and you can, you know, make your meals for even just a week, not thinking so far in advance, maybe just thinking, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can prepare your lunches for those three days, some nice big salads, you know, throw them in three Tupperwares or, you know, nice glass containers, put them in the fridge. You don't have to think about it again. And all of those foods have been prepped for you and aren't going to go bad. Meal prepping is so fundamentally important. It's We've covered it on multiple blog post topics. And actually one of the resources you can get through this episode, if you go to culinarynutrition.com slash podcast is a meal planning template. So you can start to plan and prep and know how to prep all your fruits and veggies so that they'll stay long. Some of the things we love doing are batch prepping, as Josh said, we do it with soups. We do it with salad dressing. So to make a salad dressing at the top of the week, and then you have that as an easy thing to add on. In addition to throwing all your salad ingredients in, you've got that dressing going. One of our favorite hacks is sweet potato fries. We all love them, especially our son, Finn. And so we will cut up the sweet potatoes, toss them in a little ghee or tallow or coconut oil, and then freeze them ready to go. So we're literally taking those out of the freezer into the oven. You can buy that ready-made at the store and it's going to have tons of other nonsense. I almost used a curse word. Tons of other nonsense ingredients on them that you just don't want to consume and don't need to. We will make veggie burgers or hamburgers and freeze those in advance so that again, we've got our own fast food ready to go. So that meal prepping, meal planning, batch prepping is such an important way to reduce your food waste and have easy and convenient, economical foods ready to go. I think where the budget falls by the wayside for a lot of people with the best of intentions is when they're coming home from work, they're tired, it's late, they have nothing in their fridge. And so at that moment, it seems like the easiest thing is to order in or go and grab something on your way home. But if you have this prep done, you've got something ready to go. And if you do that meal plan, as Josh talked about at the start of the week, then you're not going to be throwing stuff out by the end of the week. Whenever we, you know, it does happen to us once in a while. It's often an eggplant for some reason. I have the best intentions every time I buy an eggplant. It hurts my heart when I have to throw out food that just is wasted, that we didn't eat. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources. Someone else could have eaten it. So all that planning and prepping is so important. And that's what this episode is all about. And that's why that's the focus of our resources for today. 
Yeah. So just a quick little tip, you know, because people get on this health kick and then they go and they buy all this amazing stuff and come home and it sits in the fridge. Just to put, you know, the practical to, to reality here is my suggestion is when you come home with your groceries, you prep that food right away. And Megan has lots of those tips. But Megan, I wanted to ask you as well, you know, before we had Finley, what did we do? Because we wanted to be prepared, right? We wanted to make sure that we had good food ready for us when we knew times were going to be really stressful. So can you just speak about that for a moment? Yeah. So Finn was also came a little bit later than we'd expected, about two and a bit weeks. And I just kept cooking. So we had, we actually bought a small compact freezer as a second freezer because this food prep was such, so important to us. And we had tons of soups. We had my unshepherd's pie, two of them, I believe from the end diet cookbook. I had made custard cups. I'd made different sauces. I'd made smoothie jars even that would just be ready to go so that when we were tired and I was ravenously hungry from nursing around the clock, there was food ready. And especially when you have a baby coming and there's usually people who will bring you stuff the first week and then it kind of fizzles out and you're like exhausted and you think, oh, it'll be no problem to run out to the store and get a head of lettuce or get this or get that. But when you're in that state or any type of high intensity period in your life, if you're dealing with work stress or family stress or emotional stress or, you know, transitions, having that food ready to go is just one less thing you need to think about. And the bonus is that when you prep everything ahead, you're not wasting that food. It's reducing that food budget, increasing your nutrition, and ultimately helping to build a healthy lifestyle. Thank you so much for listening. Did you grab a quick tip? Do you feel inspired to eat a little seasonally, get that food prep happening? In the description of this episode, you will find a link to our full show notes of the full length episode where we have loads of resources to help you make the tips we share happen in your home kitchen. Now, before we go, I want you to meet one of our brilliant and inspiring culinary nutrition experts. Here she is. Hi, I'm Esther Bond, and I graduated in 2020 from the Academy of Culinary Nutrition program. As a health coach and foodie, I wanted to broaden my practice and my own skills to be an effective teacher and nutritional professional. And this program helped me to do just that and more. This program taught me so much, how to develop recipes, cook in different health supporting styles, how to lay out meal plans for specific individual needs and quality research. Today, I'm teaching cooking workshops as a certified instructor and developing meal plans for my clients. I also go back to the delicious recipes we cook throughout the course for my family and friends to enjoy. I'm so grateful for Megan and her staff for being supportive throughout the program and the continuous support and inspiration for the alumni group. That's been invaluable to me as I continue on this amazing journey. I hope you enjoyed hearing from one of our culinary nutrition expert graduates. I'm always so delighted and inspired and I don't know, it gives me the warm fuzzies when I hear about how this program has impacted people's lives so far beyond what I could have imagined when I started creating this program so many years ago. This September will be our 11th run and I would love for you to be part of it. Head on over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash program to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a beautiful rest of your day.